Right, so welcome to episode eight of the Bear Tiger podcast. Got a slightly bigger team this week. Josh has rejoined us. How Hi are you, guys? Mate? How are we? What's been going on? Oh, good, mate. Ended up uh, staying up watching the golf last night, so yeah. it was a bit of a uh, of a playoff that we'll talk about. Ended up a bit of a, bit of a later night, but I am fresh this morning. Love it, love it. Nigel? I'm good as well. Very fresh. Had my morning espresso. Back from Disney. That from Disney survived. Didn't didn't meet Mickey personally. Too big a queue. Got to chuck a bit of money at that. Didn't feel it was necessary. Didn't get the priority queue for that one. No, got priority queue for everything else though. God. <laughs> Tell you what, do? I didn't read the small print in Disney. You have to have a lobotomy before you turn up to that place. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our last member this week, JS NFT. How What's been it? happening? I suppose you've just been not doing too much, not working hard or no, no, know, not, not getting yeah. about, being busy, getting on everybody. No, I've got that shoulder injury back from Dubai, which which is just it's killing me. So I'm that's a is that is that the one from yeah. the Thunder is, is that the same arm that come out of its socket? No, do you remember when we were in Dubai in lockdown and I had to have that operation? It's exactly the same thing. So osteo later, see what happens. Should we relay that story? Well, yeah, I was um, playing Sunningdale foursomes and we was, uh, <laughs> James was my partner. You know what it's like when you walk down the fairway. So it was, it was a rescue club in his hand. How far forward have you walked? Oh, good 200, 220 yards, 230 yards. Which is optimistic already. It's a rescue club. So I'm thinking it's off the tee, you know, it's a positional shot. All of a sudden, I just see this uh, ball come trickling over the front of the tee box. I see James holding his arm and uh, I have to do the walk of shame all the way back up as he's walking towards me and holding his arm. And uh, <laughs> well, That's a new one for James. Usually he looks at the club head and thinks it's oh, the he club's did that. Like, he, he, definitely, he definitely did that. You'll see that if yeah. you watch any of the videos we put on YouTube. When they, after James hits a drive, you can tell if it's good or not because if it's, if it's not so good, he's looking at the club face and scraping it with his tee like there was like I've, a bug I've, on there or something. I think he said he, he's, skip. He's, uh, <laughs> his arm come out of his socket on the downswing that was the, or dislocated on its downswing. Yeah, I've got a protract. It is like protracted. That was the yeah. one. Ouch! Yeah, that was fun. So we got the terminal. So, so is it the same injury? We won that match, by the way. Is it the same injury? It's slightly different. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I think it's. A, I had a cyst in my labrum last time, and it's just, it's exactly the same shooting pain. So, let's see if Anna can sort it out. Didn't, didn't you have it like syringed out? Yeah, aspirated. Yeah. Aspirated. That's it. So some technical terms. So early on in the podcast. No, big words. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Let's skip straight into uh, the weekly roundup of what's been going on in the world of golf. Let's start out the PGA Tour. Let's go straight in. Will Zalatoris, Willie Z finally got his first win, which seems like it seems like he's a winner already. And somehow we knew that was coming. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He scraped through, did we? Yeah, we, we, we talked about we how he kept, Yeah, he's talking. He's coming second all the time, and it Keep was coming just a second. Time. I mean, I think the world of golf has spoken about how he's just. Is it different to a Tony Finnell who's like, has he got the minerals? Has he not? Yeah. Has he gotten? Has he not got them? It just seems like he has. He just keeps getting beat by someone who comes down the stretch, has it go their way. You know, he doesn't seem to do anything wrong and it's finally come through. But in an in a odd manner where actually probably the first time it looked like it was going to get away from him. Yeah. Well, he did celebrate quite aggressively just to qualify yeah, for that's, the playoffs. That's yeah, yeah, but did, did you hear what hole. he said? On the 18th hole. Did you actually hear what he said yeah. when he held that part? So he was, he held the part and done a big fist pump. It was pump a decent sized part, was it? Like, what are you going to say now? Or he yeah. said something like that. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, but it was as if to say, you're, you're questioning my putting, I'll just hold an eight foot part under all this circumstances, pressure. And I wonder what, who you were talking to. Yeah. Is, it, is, is anybody just, is anyone here 
maybe he mugged him off on the podcast and maybe he heard it and then he was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's for them. Well, I think James has. You say he's got a lookalike, right? <laughs> he has got a lookalike. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was on Twitter. Yeah. So he... Um, he's been desperate to tell us this story. Like, Come on, let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> he's actually laughing so much he can't talk. Come on, yeah. it's not that funny. I mean, it, it was widely spread around uh, socials last night, which I hadn't even clocked before, but I mean, I lost it when I saw it. It was a full Diet Coke spit everywhere kind of moment that he is a, a spitting image of Happy Gilmore's caddy from when he won the 1996 Tour Championship beating Shooter McGavin. And... Um, <laughs> It was uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal place. So you much you don't find those stats on Wikipedia. I think so many people had gone for Adam Sandler that Adam Sandler just acknowledged it, and then uh, who's actually a massive golf fan and sub- subsequently congratulated uh, Will Zalatoris. So we should definitely cover off best golf films. It's definitely up there. But um, congrats to Will. Well, let's, let's, well, maybe we'll put that in. Everyone at the end, of, at some point in the pod, has to give their their favourite golf film. Love that. You can do that instead of yeah. Headstrong or Heads Gone or whatever it's called. Headstrong. <laughs> Headstrong. <laughs> Goes miles that club. <laughs> so he was previous to this. He was uh, zero two. Went for an American term in playoffs. This playoff was a. It seemed like he he, he, he messed he, it up. He wanted he, it to be zero three yeah, when he played. He didn't want it. Yeah. The that the hole they were playing was a bit like the seventeenth at Sawgrass, right hand pin. Essentially, he hits it, it bounces off the grass onto the rocks on the edge of the green, which looked like an un- it, well, it was an unplayable shot. Yeah, We had to go back to the drop zone. And then Sepp Stryker stands up and hits pretty much the same shot, but that thing hops into the water. And you think, wow, just, just hit it somewhere on the green. Yeah, what would you do there? Would you go up and have a look to see where his ball actually is? Because that's what I was, before you hit your shot, or are you just going to go straight to the middle of the green? Like if I was there, I would just try and hit it 15 feet left and then yeah. throw it in for a two. Same shot, yeah. whatever. Go, go that way, yeah. Because if he thinks that's on the fringe, you don't know from the tee. If you're looking down there mm. and you think that might be just on the glass, that's quite a holdable chip shot. Mm. But he yeah. doesn't know that's unplayable. Yeah, true. True. But yeah, just uh, amazing, really, that it happened in that way. But the thing that probably backs that up is that I was looking at some stats this morning and Sepp Stryker, he's ranked last in strokes games, tee to green since the US Open. Yeah, but would he miss six cuts in a row? Yeah, so he's obviously been struggling with his game a little bit. Somehow found it, but then when... When he really, really needed it, it kind of reared its head yeah. and wasn't able to get it done because then he's wedge shot. He kind of turned it over, didn't he? And hit it yeah. in the back bunker and but it all became a bit messy. Going back to the playoff hole, when he's hitting that drive, that wheel's hitting that driver off 18, like you say, he's had so many opportunities to win and everyone has took that opportunity from him from good golf. But it, like you say, it was like he was trying to give it back and hitting driver off that last hole. I, I couldn't see where he where he was trying to go with that driver. Especially how far he hits it. Yeah. I mean, it was 350 into the way past where the, the, the fairway yeah. turned wasn't it into the trees or but again may 4 so yeah not not say the the most did, did he drive first route. or second on that first right okay aggressive but hey but well i kind of get it's a straighter face as we know that it's harder to the trouble is more left so straighter face less loft it's not going to turn over as much but he didn't if you look at the way he played the, that hole the four times before that he didn't play anything like that no. he was hitting like a 310 shot yeah. And then he steps up and hits a 350. Bombs. <laughs> First world problems. Watch my YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people watch your YouTube video. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, that was a good one, right? Yeah, yeah it was good. I enjoyed doing that. What, the, the thing I, I think I enjoyed most about the video was being there when it was being filmed. And it was a hot day. And Josh had arrived in his, obviously in his JL black hoodie and was in a normal t-shirt to which he probably wasn't had to hit balls. So he just had to stand there and... 
hump balls <laughs> down the range as hard as you can in a thick black hoodie on a hot summer's day. <laughs> yeah, it was decent. Just for the listeners, that's obviously our, on our YouTube channel, your video that you did recently is watching a PGA, uh, PGA? Tour player, sorry. Tour player, yeah. Tour player. Yeah, right. Um, going through his bag, bombing balls, and it's quite quite amazing watch, actually, seeing how far you hit the ball. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was such good fun. And like Zane said, obviously, I didn't get the iron out in the morning, so I didn't want to um, take the jumper off, but it was good, like, hitting all sorts of shots. And there's another one coming as well down the line. It's like... Um, extreme shot shaping which was uh that was good fun so i've seen you on the range i'd love that yeah look forward to watching that one yeah that was good like no like just go when someone goes through their bag start to finish interesting i always find interesting to see how far do people hit their clubs especially if they're a long hitter but then just even to the point where some people hit their long irons miles and sometimes they hit their short irons really short or opposite and stuff it is interesting yeah because when you even when you play with somebody you maybe only get to see them hit three different iron shots yeah like how how many times do you play in tournament you play with someone and they're hitting it miles off the tee and then you get onto a par three and they're hitting like two clubs less i don't get that you you might do because yeah i do yeah like you say (laughs) it's different through the bag or they're hitting their irons really long and then you're out driving them by 40 yards yeah get that as well always always little different reasons i find that really interesting so how far do you hit a seven iron Seven, but this is such a range stock. for him. So you're stock seven, seven iron, and it's uh, it's seventy degrees outside, and there's no wind, and the pins in the middle of the green, and it's the fifth hole of the day. One ninety, just short one ninety. One ninety carry. Yeah, Nudge. I'm about one seventy, one sixty five to one seventy. James, one seventy three, seven iron. Oh. Seventy three. Seventy three. Oh, okay. All right, Langer. Is that in the front of the uh, sprinkler or the back of the sprinkler? <laughs> Bernhard Slate. <laughs> what about yeah, you? Are I'm, you skipping this question? Yeah, I'm around 170. 170. Yeah, about 170 is, is about good. No, we're there. 190 is freaking miles. That is. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. that. But yeah. but he can hit. I've seen you shape, you know, like lob wedge a seven iron, like 120 onto a pin. Yeah. And then I've seen you, like, what do you call it? A zinger. Stinger. Stinger. <laughs> oh, zinger. That's, zinger. Zinger. That's, that's my KFC order. <laughs> Sing a burger with cheese. <laughs> ching, ching. I think there should be a new section to the pod of um, Nigelisms. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, like the Hendrick. Not Henrik Stenson, Hendrick. It's like, a, you know, in Nigel's world. Sam in his Ridgewood. Head. What's going on? How's Sam Ridgewood doing? Is he from uh, from Bushwood? Yeah. <laughs> you know, golf movie. Another caddy. Yeah. What were we talking about? Will's Alatoris. He's now uh, broke into the top 10 in the world. Um, he's won the first playoff event. Is he going to be our winner? Like he, he just, you know, he's been trending that way. Everyone thought he's going to get a major. Is this his route to get into the major? Is it going to be, you know, win the FedEx, uh, go that uh, that route, you know, kind of let everyone know he's here sort of thing. He's been coming for a while. Do you think that Scotty Sheffield is going to hang on? It seems to have been a very quiet for him for the last six months or so. Is someone else going to break through? I think he's been waiting for the win, hasn't he, to just break the uh, break the Ducks back getting that over the line because I think obviously everybody's been, you know, critical and of his putting stroke. Um, and I don't think it's from range. I think it's just from that kind of scoring zone of like five to 10 feet and under the gun, obviously hold a couple of putts from eight to 10 feet that were super clutch. And now that he probably thinks that he's won and he knows he can do it on that stage and he's not the second man anymore, you'd like to think he can kick on. I mean, his tee to green game is as good as anyone's. Uh, he's he's kind of up there with Cameron Young, isn't he? Like super quick, stripes it. I think you've got to be a serious technician to be good around Augusta. He's been very good around there twice Short now. Short game is unbelievable. Yeah. But just to the point, bring back to your point there about his putting, the consensus is that he's not a very good putter because he has a real funky looking stroke. But I've watched loads of golf this year and I've watched him a lot 
he's a good putter. He holds a lot. He doesn't miss that many putts. He's probably, you know, he misses, I think he missed his first three foot putt last week, literally months, almost all season, mate. I think it was his first putt he missed inside three feet all season. And he, he has this weird looking stroke, but I don't buy into the fact that he's a dodgy putter, but yeah. the aesthetics of it looks that way. So he yeah. kind of gets a hard time and everyone goes, oh, he's got his funny stroke and it looks all, I mean, it has all the hallmarks of a yip stroke yeah. like, and probably one of the worst strokes you'll ever see. Yeah. But, actually, the actual outcome, like, I just think, you know, if you have five feet, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think he'd probably make it. Yeah. I, I was listening to um, Wayne Riley, is it? That was, yes, last night at the end when they were doing the roundup and he said he's actually been working on his technique, saying new on the, on the backstroke because he used to take it way inside and then reroute it, loop it over the top and he's been working on his backswing and as I Gear think the yip stroke, yeah, the yips come from a technical fault, I personally believe. So he's actually working on the on the technique bit, which I think is freeing him up and, and is getting rid of that electric feeling he gets down his arms. <laughs> but um I guess if he finds the middle of the putting face and he starts it online that he wants to start on, whether it whether what happens back back of it is redundant, right? His pace, his, pace, his pace yesterday on them pressure putts was unbelievable. There you go. That, I mean, that putt he hit from 18, on 18 from the far right of the green down that hill, you saw how fast it was. Mm. And yeah, he was literally just, just tapped it in, which was unreal. So uh, at this point, early on in the playoffs, who who who's everyone's prediction for well, who's he, win I the mean, playoffs? He's, he's run through do, you the, think, do you think Will or do you think someone else? Yeah, I mean, he's who's, run... Who's your pick, James? To win the playoffs. To win the playoffs. Do you, do you think that anybody can shift Scotty Sheffer from the top? Well, he well, he's, has. Not, he's not. He's not ranked one is in number one now. Um, right. that, I mean, but that shows fifth, you fifth now is he? Nazalatoris is number one in the in FedEx, FedEx now. Cup rankings. So I think he holds that winning. now. After yeah. winning that event, first. yeah, so you get, you so get like two thousand points or something. You get more points. It's like uh, two hundred. Sorry, yeah, nearly like. So he, so Nazalatoris has got about three point six million now, hasn't he? So many points to get for yesterday. It's more than two hundred, right? Two thousand, I think. Two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, it's three thousand six hundred eighty. Scheffler's about three five 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 or something, and then point nine eight three. Yeah. Then there's a big gap um, to Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. So, is it out of those two? Well, right now it looks like it. Doesn't Make a call. Come on. Okay, I'll give you the top uh, yeah. ten. You got a pick, right? I'm going to go with Zalatoris. Zalatoris, then Scheffler, then a gap, as you say, and it goes Smith, Burns, Finau, Shoffley, Cantlay, Straka, McElroy, Thomas. That's the top ten. Yeah, I, I think Zalatoris has got to be Bookie's favourite. Yeah, yeah, because he, he his form has been very that. strong. You know, if he's not first, so, he's so when a we lot can't, seconds. So on uh, on Sunday of Eastlake, so Zed, you're still saying Zalatoris. He's so, your man. So what? what yeah. when we come into Eastlake, who's, who's your man? Yeah, but just right now, just for a bit of fun, like weeks out, no one knows. No, I know, but I just want you to give a bit of substance to the listeners as to because you'll know better than anyone. The FedEx, when they go to Eastlake, right, there is now a scoring chart, isn't there? He, whoever's ranked number one will start ten under, I believe. And then the person next will start, start what six under. And how does it structure down after that? I don't actually know. It, it drops. It, it, it goes goes down like ten, six, six, and maybe does it go five, four? Uh, yeah, but essentially, okay. it's uh, whoever starts there. He, so. he gets a he gets a start of about head, you get four head shots start. or six on seconds. Yeah, I think you, I think momentum. Four shots on on second, but then six on the field. Yeah. I think momentum counts for so much. So, I so think Nigel's having Zalatoris. James won't give an answer. I'm going to go Zalatoris, and I'm also going to say he wins next week as well. He's even getting a role. Yeah, I think it's going to do the same thing as Tony Finnau done. Very similar situation. Like it. I think. Like it. Do you want to pick anybody, James? I am going to go with Zalatoris because I think momentum is massive. Okay, cool. I like it. 
I'm going to go with Tony Finnau just because I think he's a legend. I was going to say, I think he'll come second in the FedEx. I like, I like him. He does his little dance video things. Where, you see yeah. where he dropped, yeah, the, I see he shared dropped that, his though. phone? Yeah. That wasn't his phone. <laughs> it was his, his wife's, wife's phone. phone. <laughs> he misses his phone. Yeah. He was, qual- he was quality on the interview about that. I thought he goes, oh, yeah, it was mine. I didn't care. I thought it was the missus' phone. She's going to lose <laughs> her shit. So I, so I quickly went and dried it off and it carried a, on dugging. There's a little panic, wasn't there? A little oh. panic. Okay, we'll write those down. So you're all saying Willie Z, is that right? Other than you, just going with your Other boy. Me, yeah, just going with my boy. Did anyone make any notes or see any big movers this week? I think the one probably notable from outside to inside was Adam Scott, who started the week at 77. Yeah. Had a good week. He's 46. He's just like, you know, he's a bit older now. He's just amazing. He's just always around. Like, he's not quite in the limelight, but he's always there. He, he could have seriously have won that event yesterday. I watched him on the front nine, and he was just doing his thing with a putter again. Like, he, uh, every putt I see him hit on that front nine, he left short. Like, he just looked a little bit tense with it, and mm. it's streaky, isn't it? When you, you see that someone... strange, you know, because he's had that issue for his whole career, really, isn't he? Yeah. And you think towards the back end of it, you think at some point they'd be like, Actually, I don't, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah, and why, why why do I need to leave the short? What am I scared of? Yeah, exactly. But as we know, that's a when you see someone leaving putt short on a Sunday mm. on a front nine, you know they're a little bit tense. Mm. So, well, yeah, I was really he, happy to see ball striking was unbelievable. Well. So. Talking about putting issues, he's got yeah, oh, that's that is one a of the worst. thing of it. That um, is. I mean, he's such a, a pure ball striker, isn't he? But I yeah. mean, it is for, I mean, just for everything that he's dealt with, I mean, he gets given such a hard time by his missus. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been so well documented and won't go into detail about well, it. Don't worry about having issues with your missus. When you stand over from eight foot and you can't get it within two feet, that is just that's a big that's heartbreaking. Yeah, but she talk, she, but she <laughs> missus can go like, I'm not dealing with your crap right now. Yeah. I've got an eight foot to try and deal with. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, soon to be, pure soon to be a four feet. footer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's made like 30 million on tour and he's, you know, he's he's constantly talking about his mental battles about being a failure. I'm like, you know, fuck that, mate. You've had some career. So um, I think he raced through the field as well with a, a top five this week. I think he's just, he needs, he needs a reasonable good week at the BMW to make tour champs. Any other wow. notables? Are we happy with those? Um, yeah, I'm happy with those. From what from what I saw last night, it's again, it's the same names up there. You've got Will Zellatoris, you've got Finau, Smith. Who else was it up there? Burns could come out and know Yeah, yeah. Sam Burns had some year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Like, but it's the same. It's just amazing. When, someone, when, they, when these top boys have got their game, it is just so consistent week in, week out. He's some player, mm. Sam Burns, actually, isn't he? He doesn't really get enough airtime for how good he's yeah. been for a long he's time. He's young as well, isn't he? Well, yeah. Won, what, two or three times now? Amazing, yeah. really. I guess the one guy you don't want to be right now, JJ Spawn, he's number 30. Ooh. He's right in that. He's, he's on the nervy bit, isn't he? Who's the geezer done well at the uh, British Open? End up coming second that everyone thinks Rory comes second. Cam Young. Cam Young. Mm. He's another one. Yep. He was up. He was 13th that. place. Yeah. On the FedEx. He we was talking good. about him a couple of weeks ago. He was, he was just right into head offsville, to be fair, wasn't he? He's like hitting clubs and... Like, you know, Zed's, Zed's sort of well called that he needed a break and now um, he'll probably come back a bit refreshed. And yeah. I mean, he, he looks like a shoe in for rookie of the year, doesn't he? It was interesting talking about breaks, you know, how um, Rory's been on that run for a while. And he said he took two weeks off and he said he didn't even, like, didn't go to the gym or hit a ball or anything. Eat and vegetables. Prep for the. He didn't eat vegetables? No. Just burgers? Yeah. Oh, God, man, off my own heart there. Yeah, interesting that, you know, even at that level, someone just needs like a complete, just. 
Restart. Yeah, like didn't I mean, go. No, no panic practice. No going to go and work it mentally out. Mentally, he must have. He's been in front of a, a microphone all the all year as well, isn't he? About to live and being front man for PGA. He just needed yeah. a complete. Well, that's the same for us having a holiday. You work all year and then you go for two weeks and live or, it up. Or Disney. Or Disney. And Do your emails. <laughs> can't wait to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Please, yeah, exactly. It's just he just resets. So it'll be interesting to see how Rory comes back playing. He missed the cut, obviously. He looked he looked a little bit out of sorts, didn't he? He was just finding his It looked feet, like so. he'd been eating burgers for two weeks. Yeah. I seen him inside of a gym. <laughs> <laughs> he'll learn. Yeah. He'll, I'm sure he'll bounce back. Couldn't swing around the he'll belly. Learn. He's a bit different now, though. I find that he's really come out of his show a little bit, you know, in interviews and stuff now. He's, it wasn't over the... You wouldn't say he was shy and retiring before that. No, no, but I mean, like, he, there's just a lot more banter and stuff like that. I, I can't remember. There was a, Did you see... You know how he came out and he said about when he kind of put it to Greg Norman a little bit? When he won that tournament, he's like, you know, got his 21st PJ Tour win. He's like, oh, you know, one more than someone else. Yeah. Like Greg. And then Greg responded this week, isn't he? Saying, I really look forward to the time when Rory can say that he's won 91 times worldwide and so forth and whatever. Yeah. And then, and try to be world number one for however many yeah, weeks. Yeah, for however many, 300. Yeah. I was literally just trying to find weeks. that. Yeah. It just had yeah. a, a bit of a bite back to him, to be fair, which was a pretty good comeback, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's not, won not twice yet, as many majors, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. He's got years to go. So, well, before we skip to the um, the, the dark side chat, uh, we should cover off the uh, the, the, the Voldemort tour. The, yeah, the DP World Tour, dominated by two Scots. Uh, Ewan Ferguson being the eventual winner, now up to 211 in the world ranking. Connor Syme being coming in second. He's had two good weeks in a row now. Yeah, Connor Syme has he? Yeah. Where was he last week? He was. I think he, he, he finished second or third last week as well. So the Scots are absolutely on fire at the moment. Pretty good scoring. And then James' favourite, Richard Mansell. Closing with a 68. I, I didn't actually see it, but I looked up his card and had three late bogeys. Yeah, he was he was going really nicely. He was in second. He had he was like a couple under through six in the final round. He's a really good player, Rich. Pretty sound. I mean, he's it was a modest event, wasn't it? He's a modest player. Modest guy. Modest guy, yeah. Um, nukes it as well. I mean, like, and... I think he's just slowly gone about his business, hasn't he? Got through a European tour, got through, got through, sorry, Euro Pro. Then he got through Challenge Tour that year where um, it was like a COVID affected year, but they only gave five cards. I think he had a really good run in South Africa, so got his card. And then he's just kept his card in the first year. And then this year he's, he's look, uh, he is now in the top 60, so we'll get to Dubai. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a really good progression, hasn't it, all the way up? And he, he's obviously, you could, from following his story a little bit, which is kind of, uh, a, Similar kind of ethos to uh, like Todd Clements, yeah. who we've done a, a pod with, which we'll, uh, we'll chat about that after his re- most recent win. But similar sort of mindset, we see a lot of young up-and-coming players, and it's very much week-to-week attitude, and for different reasons, you know, um, financially and experience and so forth. You know, just trying to get his pay well this week so I can then pay for the hotel next week. But you've got a couple of guys there who have now moved progressed to the tour, Richard Mantle, maybe a, a year on, who... You know, went out and got sponsors, but not sponsors just to just to get to tournaments or to fund their lifestyle. Got sponsors so they can have a full time caddy and do it properly pre being on the tour. And then when they've got now he's gotten to the tour, it's not been like a reset. It's not mm. been like I've got to learn how to play golf on a new platform with all these different players and also what it's like to have a caddy and so forth. He's just been able to continue his work because you know like Josh and I would say I I had that information a lot. Was like oh, when you turn pro, just don't change anything, do what yeah. you do and so forth, which is really easy to say. But then you go, well, but now you have a caddy every week. And that whole, the whole run of yeah, having yeah. a caddy is a different routine. What, what you want to do, isn't it? It's like having that camp around you and you just pick up camp and then just take it to the next mm. tour 
and then just carry on the same. Yeah, but he's had the same lad, didn't he? I think I think he did. He had a good week on a Europe. Know, does he have the same? Is it been the same lad yeah, all the way through? Yeah, it's, it's now? a mate of his from from back home, who's a fairly handy golfer, but he's a young lad, and they've got obviously a very good chemistry together. And he had a good week on Europro, and he invested all of his prize money from that event into saying like, just stick with me. I think you know we'll go on a run together. Then he's gone the entire way through Europro, through Challenge Tour, and now bags from full time on European Tour. So. Do you like a bit of caddying or did our experience, did it put you on, on or put you off? Just to put a bit of context, James came out to a Mina Tour event in Alain probably, what, three years ago? Yeah, something like that. And caddied, was it, did it two days? I caddied for you, but caddying for you is a very different experience than a normal caddy because you just say carry the bag and just like make sure you keep up. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> and you get. We you did ma- it right though, right? No, well, we played better when I was bagging than not, but yeah, you know, just a. You there know, was there was you one can't moment do it now with that shoulder. I'm assuming I just carry my left hand side. To, to be fair, no, um, strap. At, because it's hot in the Middle East at that time of year. We're playing golf carts, so he wasn't actually carrying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just had to drive your buggy. Drive the or buggy. Did you not even trust him with that. Elaine's a bit of a funny course though. She, you'd not walk- a great driver. <laughs> no, no, did you? Elaine's a funny course though. So it's stressful being a passenger um, in his car. He'd walk ahead quite a lot. He's good with numbers though. He's good with numbers, so like uh, it, it's. I, I always think. I mean, you were you would have had caddies quite a bit, Josh. You would have yeah, had, yeah. had caddies. Like I always find, like everyone has their own little run of how they have their small system of how they work with caddies. So for me, I just want to know a number, but leave all the all the other stuff, the, all, all the other what we're going to do or can hit this hard or soft, whatever. Where's the know. wind coming from? Yeah. All of that, you do it. I want to know a calculation. I'm happy to say, like, where's the wind direction and what's the number? And yeah. then I'll go from there. Where's the next person wants to be told? Yeah, for me. Like, hit this club. Two numbers carry, you say, and he likes distance. to know the front and he likes to know the pin. And then you just let him, then he'll yeah. yeah. manufacture a shot off What that. gets me, with, I hate with caddies, it's, I'm going to have a little head off, sir. But the... Um, <laughs> headstrong. This, this is, yeah, this is Josh's head, headstrong gone. So you know when you say, what's the line? And then someone goes, it's there with a draw. Or it's there with a fade. Yeah. It's like, no, just, it's that line. Yeah. Like, I'll decide if I'm going to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That And for me, that's the biggest thing with a caddy. It's like, just tell me where this ball needs to come down. I'll work the other stuff out. Yeah. See, I don't like caddies, though, because all I end up using them for, some to use is just a number. And you pay all that money... The guy just gives you a number yeah. that I could get from my laser thing <laughs> way like, more accurately. Yeah. <laughs> so then you just got to put up with shit chat for 18 holes. Are you local? Like. Do you do this all the time? You know, just why? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to play golf here. Well, I think it's sometimes it's weird. You know, you go out your mates and you have caddies and the caddies start talking to you. And you're like, and you, you be polite and probably a nice guy. But you're like, I'm, I'm here to build my mates. Yeah. Talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not in a bad way, but that's, you know, generally you play social golf. That's what you do, don't you? You do it for that reason. It's but not long before they give you a line that you just don't agree with. And then you yeah. just like... And it it sounds end. like you're almost waiting for that so you can be oh, like, right, go away, mate. mate. Like, <laughs> you've had your... yeah, but, I mean, so listen, there's a, there's, a, there's a 90% chance I would never hit it on the line I'm told to anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but that aside, it just gets a little... I just don't enjoy it because it starts to then feel like I've got to perform... You know, I'm a 12 handicapper and, and he's like, put it on that bit of the green of the draw, like you say. And I'm like, mate, I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just give but me a yardage fair, and I'll be lucky if I guess the right club. To a lot of caddies, there is so much good they do. And going back to Zalatoris taking that drop, like he's caddies in there. Like that was a win or lose mm. situation. And he's caddy 
you never know, might have been the deciding factor for him taking that drop but, that's but, won him that you, event. But you are it's nothing to do with right. Yeah. That's that's when they, they come in on the mental side, yeah. which is good. I think in tournament golf, you're like Josh has nailed it really. I think it's like someone that you can probably have as much as the numbers is camaraderie, isn't it? You sometimes you just want to you want a bit of a release in between shots, like and you can just have a bit of a conversation where it, it's, it's it's almost like a mental holiday, isn't it? Just for the walk between drivers. But, but we've had a conversation like. in the past, I don't know whether it was on pod or off, where we sort of spoke about Rory's caddy being his mate. Mm-hmm. I was going and, to talk and, about that. And so how his yeah, game, exactly. you know, there's some criticism, at, or, or not criticism, there's some questioning on whether having a good mate on your bag at that level distracts you from, yeah. you, you get, know. You could just get comfortable. Yeah, get, you're, you're in your comfort zone. You think you're out on a jolly with your mates. Which you're not some, actually yeah. realising you're playing in the Masters. Exactly. <laughs> if exactly. that's possible. But some people think, oh, comfortable, that's great, but... You can be comfortable being good. You've got to be a bit uncomfortable to be so focused, so switched on, do the stuff you don't want to do. I think Ty- makes Ty- you a little bit Ty- uncomfortable. examples of that as well, isn't he? He's gone from a very, very diligent workhorse in Steve Williams to with Joe, It's a, it looks like a much better relationship. And Joe's helped him create four wins out of a body that's probably never should have played tournament golf again, just because he's managed to probably help him get into a mindset where... We obviously went and saw him live at Augusta and that must take some relationship to be able to manage someone who's in that physical restraint and still compete at the highest level. So I think you go through an evolution process where you're looking for something in that relationship where you can get the best out of it. Well, I think there's like, uh, they're two really interesting players because, you know, uh, their caddies are ready to become ready to be high profile for, for good and bad reasons. The Rory one being... Harry Diamond, what what he does for him is it great because he gets to travel the world with his pal and maybe um, ignites his interest to be on the road and go play. Whereas, um, not that Rory doesn't love golf, but you know, is, you know, and he's being he's being quite open about it at times. You know, he kind of seems like he changes his opinion sometimes. Where he's, you know, you kind of get the feel that he'd be happy just uh, hanging out with his mates at home or wanting to play. And then he, you know, and he changes and he, he seems a bit more happier now, and he's now playing for. He's been outspoken about playing for legacy and that sort of stuff. Whereas someone like Tiger, that's never been an issue for him. He's he's lived that life, a solitary life of not being a very social person for all those reasons that we've seen in the in the documentaries. And so therefore he doesn't need like just a does he need like a mate on the bag? Or, or for most of his career he's not required that. So he had Steve Williams who was yeah. like Well was, considering like, he's like not celebrating Man, his wins. You don't need a mate, like you just. But actually, I chatted to someone about this the other day, and you guys know, like, remember when when Tiger Tiger celebrated wins like nobody else yeah. has ever celebrated wins, and when he's going for it and he's fist pumping and so forth, it it was never you could really see it was never because it was a big crowd around him. It was completely for himself because yeah. he was chasing some sort of dream. Whereas you know you see people celebrate a bit now, they're like kind of looking around as a bit of a wave and like you know it's kind of a soft fist pump. But when Tiger did it, it was just. It's like it's aggressive and like and and also his celebrations are much cooler than anybody else. <laughs> and they? he's addicted to winning, wasn't he? Mm. So that's why. Whether there whether there are people there or not, and and then on that point, the caddies, Steve Williams was so um, he's such, such a strong geezer. It wasn't everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, but there are yeah. certain situations where you would see a, a top player, and you just think if Steve Williams were there, he would have just like he probably would have given him a club that he thought he should hit. And then just walked off with the bag and giving him no choice. No, like, oh, maybe we should chip out here. He was going, here's your wedge, right? See you later. Yeah, but, yeah. but he obviously got a, you know, that was obviously transferable skill sets because he, he went through an amazing period with Adam Scott as well. Well, uh, essentially, he was went through an amazing period with Greg Norman, didn't he? That's where it kind of all started. 
you know, it's kind of a strong Aussie character. Yeah. Which was like, you know, then it doesn't seem to be that many caddies like that now because obviously everyone's trying to hang on to their job. He, he looked like he, all the feedback he got was like, he was making decisions whether he didn't care whether he was going to get a sack or not. Mm. He's went through what we, he thought um, was right. We definitely need to get a caddy on. And we, like we said, we spoke to Ian, didn't we, at the Open? And he said he was going to, he'd love to come on and Finish. with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be, and, yeah, um, that'd be immense. Kind of because to be fair, I think the caddy, were, it, they've got their own world, the caddies. Like, He's when brilliant they're away well, at yeah. a tournament, they're sort of all together and, they have definitely got their side to say about us players as well. It, it so. was amazing uh, chatting to, to Finno that evening uh, at the Open. And he, so much of the conversation just came back to Tommy's golf. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation for, for like 45 minutes and, you know, you, talk, you chat about the golf, but you kind of, you're a bit wary. Like you think, I don't want to talk about this guy's boss all the time or yeah, someone's yeah. work. But he would direct the, the, the chat back to it. And he was so into it. It was really impressive, I thought. I think one of you guys told me this story as well, which I had so much time for the level of professionalism where... Tommy had said to him, come over oh, and go to the JP. Pro, yeah. And he was like, no, mate, you're joking. Yeah, the it next week. I'm going to get, like, I'm going to understand every blade of grass on that course. I'll yeah, be yeah. ready for when you arrive. Yeah, yeah. His, words, his words to him were, me going to the JP McManus Pro-Am, as much as I'm going to have a good time, is that going to help you win the Open? Yeah. And he said, no. And he went, well, I'll see you at the Open then. That's, that's insane. I'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. Just coming back on... Um, on Tiger, I guess, with, with about those points said around celebrating wins, though, I think that was probably part of his, that whole Mamba mentality element that he had, though, where, you know, like the 08 Tory Pines win and stuff, there's, there is that element of just complete, you're the best in your field when you can go and win from nowhere. I mean, you know, so I guess that's all that pent up kind of winning mentality that's just getting the job done from the clutches of defeat where he then obviously go and goes and grabs it, doesn't he? And then you just get all of that exasperation on the 18th tee. And it didn't matter whether it was Tory Pines or it was the elite fist pumps or when he won the Open not, not long after his father had passed and it was just raw, it was just raw kind of, you know, emotion in a different sense. Mm. He, just transfer, he just transferred it all into his golf, didn't he? And then, oh, Unbelievable. I, I watched a documentary the other day, the highs and lows of, of Tiger Woods, the highs and lows, wherever it's called on Amazon, it was on, it's like four quid unbelievable like he is my hero yeah. like and there's things with tiger i don't know what it is he is the only guy that can just like i'll try and hide tears back like, i'm <laughs> sitting on the sofa i'm like don't don't do it don't do it <laughs> he is it is so good to watch yeah. honestly couldn't recommend it anymore so what was that one he's just, highs he's and just, lows. He's just highs plug, and lows plugging amazon yeah just plugging amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the highs and lows of tiger and it's got all of the the proper lows and the evidence, yeah. the videos and everything, but mm. also the the backs of the highs as well. And it's people that are close to him, his nights yeah. outs in Vegas with Jordan. And is it a series? The highs then? It's it's a two part. So you got part one, part two, both. So now you need along. a good good evening. Oh, it's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get your bottle of red. Yeah. Oh well, so I'm next. I might you want to get on the um, favorite now while we're chatting. Yeah, you want to get on the yeah. HBO one as well, the two episode. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's the same one. Oh right, the Tiger. It's just called Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, HBO, two episodes. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Is this the same mm. TV programme? I, feel yeah, like. I think it I is. I think you've yeah. watched this one that I've watched because yeah. you told me to watch it on the plane, the Emirates yeah. planes. It's always yeah. on there. Yeah. I'll get it up. Yeah. And it's just a joke how good it is. So, um, yeah, that's, the, that's good chat. We've somehow gone from chatting about DP World right good over chat, to, 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 <laughs> cool to Tiger chat, Woods. <laughs> which, yeah, which I don't want to mug it off just because, you know, obviously Tiger brought us so many amazing times. So it's not the Tiger that came to tea, is it? <laughs> Just, just, just got Disney in there. Just, just searching Amazon. 
<laughs> just imagine Nigel sitting down with his bottle of red up. What, oh, what are they talking about? That's, all right, there we go. That's a it's children's it. book, by the way. <laughs> I um, do know just that. Just in case. Ten, a 10-year-old and 8-year-old. Although they don't watch stuff like that. This morning I went into my kids' bedroom and they, to see how they were. Ten and eight, two girls, lovely lovely kids. Very proud of them. And I'm like, what are you up to? And they were they were like, we're just playing uh, on our computers. What are you playing? Icy purple head. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing on your What are you doing on your iPod? Pad? <laughs> Playing icy purple head. <laughs> what is that? So what is that game? Just to clarify, it's evidently a game all the kids are playing at the moment. But you know, the, some 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 developers <laughs> make these game. games up. Yeah, well, this, this would on. be great. It's, it's a bit like P- P- Captain Pugwash and stuff in the day Captain when we grew Pugwash. up. <laughs> oh, that's insane! Oh. But but and then, was it the roundabout one? What was that one? Um, magic magic, magic roundabout. roundabout. It's all these references. Anyway, it's a game with this little box that's got uh, this purple with a head on it, and you have to do mazes with it. <laughs> you also um, also <laughs> you had have to play with your purple head, and get it through the maze. Yeah. <laughs> purple head. Um, I'm not well, sure if we can go uh, back here, but okay. But this week also had the the, the women's ISPS hand it open, um, which was played on the same venue as a DP World uh, tour event. You know, a mixed event, men and the women. Played at the same, you know, on same course together, but in two different tournaments, same prize funds, as I understand it. You look at half the golfer, you definitely get an icy purple there. Mayor Stark, <laughs> Mayor Stark winning it on minus 20, shot 10 under in the last round. That is low. What was the par? 72. The Must be, yeah, 72. No, well, uh, is that Galgorm, wasn't it? Yeah, Galgorm is. Galgorm Castle, yeah. No, we're thinking the par, yeah, we know where the, it's, it's not King's Barnes. <laughs> the King's, King's course. course King's course at Galgon. Um yeah past number two yeah, minus 10 last round to win that's, that's impressive stuff yeah. isn't it deep that's got to be a career career low for her is it well, you'd hope so when you've kind of done that too often that's that's good that I, do, do you know what I'll, I'll be honest I don't watch much women's golf so but is that normal like a low low score like that do uh, I don't think it? it's normal anywhere yeah, um, I know, I know. That, that score, but you can't score, get that on the PGA Tour. Like on the PGA Tour, every week, someone, well, someone will shoot play, a low, yeah. low score. Well, this is, it's actually an LPGA event, so you had all the best so players there. Very yeah. good. So probably, it, that is not normal, because that many on the par is not normal, yeah, is it? No. But this is a bit of a mug-off, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, it was a very, very good field, and, and yeah, uh, credit to her for doing that. Lynn Grant, yeah. top 10 again. Again, yeah. She's just an absolute forth, machine. Yeah. Absolute machine, like... Printing cash. Is she the new like Will's Artorius? Olivia finished eleventh. Yeah. I thought she was going to miss the cut after the first round. Go on, we shoot the first round. She's like, she was two over first round, and the fi- and and it already looked like I think everyone had had a fairly good round. It looked like the cut mark was probably one or two under. Mm-hmm. Olivia Cowan, this is yeah, she's not had the, the best season six points. Maybe that'd be a bit of a turning point. Yeah. So yeah, nice check. So turn, good on to her. Turn it around. What was, what was the final winning score, did you say? Minus 20. 20. That's be, it. That upgrading the flat culture pretty soon with all this cash. That's, that's good, that. That's what was what was second? Uh, minus 15. So the minus 10 was an exceptional round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exceptional round. What's your best round, Nigel? Uh, Sawgrass. Well, that's not... What's that, your lowest round? My lowest round. When I was about 16 and a half, 17, just before I, I went off to university, I, I used to be quite a good golfer played a couple of times when I was sort of level par. Did you have a caddy then? Didn't have a caddy. <laughs> just just my broad, a border collie with me. My border collie. And like could it. chip comfortably. Like it. She used like to it. find the golf balls. She's very good. <laughs> Drop them back out on the fairway. Yeah. <laughs> she was amazing. She used to come Another up on, fairway. On, the, on the first tee. She'd come up and lick it. 
She was really good at chipping. Licked my ball. <laughs> and then wherever I sent, hit it, she, she was a board she of chipping. It out, so never lost a golf ball with the way around. Crossbreed between a Sam Wedge and a border collie. That, I would think. I'm, anyway, I, I, don't, I haven't shot under par since she's not been with you. No. I, 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 I played at Waterville in mm-hmm. Ireland. In the, have you played that hole? The first hole's out of bounds. I've never right. played Waterville. I heard it's amazing. It's a great course. And I hit. Um, First drive, because it's a lad's trip. You can turn up semi-drunk still. Sliced it out of bounds. Three off the tee, sliced that out of bounds. So gave up on the first. <laughs> Walked that hole. And then I shot one under from the second back in. Oh, nice. Good. Okay. And I always remember that course because of that. And it, and it wow. was a beautiful course, but it's yeah. always a lot nicer course when, you, when you're playing yeah. well on it. Goes up in your estimations, yeah. doesn't it? We went back there and visited it about five years ago. And the rain was horizontal. And it was the most horrific Slightly experience. experience, yeah. I think I got over a hundred that Good time. Good round that. So we haven't chatted about the dark side just yet. There's a bit of um, a few touching points there. Live golf. With, was with, a, with Cameron Smith having the role of Darth Vader, I think at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you know they haven't even played yet. There's still some points to talk about. So um, Hudson Spofford, Taylor Gooch, and Matt Jones, they tried to get a restraining order overturned. Is that the terminology? So that they could play in the FedEx Cup series. So this has kind of been the first kind of legal case that the PJ Tour actually won. So they lost that case. So I guess what is about to become probably quite a long-winded process between the Live Tour and the and the PGA Tour. And PGA- that case was all about their, them claiming that, that they were being held. What was it the reason for it? So they wanted to play. They, they've all qualified for the FedEx Cup yeah. finish of the year. And they wanted to play, but because they've joined the Live Tour, they can't. They've been they, told they can't, they can't play. So they were trying to get that. Challenging they that didn't, in, yeah. in their contract. So the PJ Tour won that. So basically, the PJ Tour have kind of had a nice little up and down at the first so far, and they've now got you know the rest of what another two years of probably this sort of stuff coming up. Yeah. So that that was really just testing what the contra- how to interpret the existing contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will actually, Zed, because I think I think that was really the only time period because players have played on the PGA Tour this year and have got. A status or or they've got a ranking but as of next season i assume they won't even be allowed to tee it up so they'll be but there's a bigger case coming isn't there from this yeah. from this point forward with all the other players who are I, mean, I don't know the exact terminology but there's a big case coming forward isn't there and there's going to be it's going to be you know like most legal cases don't mm. either get done there and then or well, imagine they'll file a class action night right well, I think the number of them filing this that case you're talking about is eleven. It's dropped to ten. Yeah, it's got, Someone's it's ten. Yeah, I think it was Answer who withdrew his name. Withdrew his name. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean that is a class action to a degree as a group of them, and they're just splitting the legal fees, but they're all in the same boat. You say splitting the legal fees, but the Saudis must be footing well, that whole bill. It's not like sure short are. money, is it? Yeah, sure, they are. They've got that on them. But yes, and, and apparently, like the players were in the um, in the players' lounge, kind of watching it around someone's phone, uh, watching the case together to get the wait for the judgment to come out. And there was a few fist pumps and so forth when they when it came, you know, come come across the win of the PGA favour. Yeah, went that way. Well, so the, they were at the event. When did it come out? So it was, over, it was across or? the weekend. Oh. I think it was maybe Friday or Saturday. That was uh, after the event had started, though. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so it would have been yeah. So you're right. So uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, so five yeah, days ago. Okay. Yeah. So they wouldn't all be sitting sitting in the. But they're, they're at, the they're, they're at the tournament. They they're, were they're, the they're at the tournament. Yeah. Oh right, that. assuming they might play. Yeah, of. exactly. Yeah. Wow. So and there are players who are at, you know watching on someone's phone, watching it come through, and there was a few fist pumps saying they couldn't. Come in. And it does bit, seem to be. Would, they, would more... they have been the people that were would have been next in line? So did the line drop for them to then get in? Yeah, that's good. Uh, no, I think uh, as it works for the PJ Tour, that one twenty five is set. Like if you're. 
126 and five people decide not to play. That's it. Yeah, you're 126. But yeah, the you, other people you know, get more, they get the money. Doesn't, you don't, uh, oh, doesn't okay. shuffle down the board. Okay. So, you know, we, which is kind of fair enough, isn't it? Because if someone decides not to play, it's not as if the next man in doesn't get in because he's yeah. having a week off. Yeah. Because that could get a bit messy. But it does seem like there's a bit of, a tiny bit of animosity building up between the players now from a point that, that I kind of thought about a little bit, but Colin Montgomery did a, a day f- a couple of weeks ago that Josh and I played in a pro-am and he did a and a afterwards. And obviously the first question comes out, someone asked him about live golf and then he gives us, you know, quite a nice answer. And then the next question, oh, someone else got a question. And this is quite a nice, it's a charity day. Next person, bang, live golf, putting him on the spot again, under the mic. And he was like, okay. And then the third question comes up like, bang, live golf. My pal, Jamie, who was running the day, he's, he's the person sitting next to him saying, yeah, next question and kind of comparing with him. And I can see him, it's all getting a bit, it was getting a touch awkward. Yeah, a a- and I was like sitting on one of the first tables. I kind of, and uh, Jamie was like up on the stage and I kind of got his eye and I was like, put my hand up, like, I'll ask another question. And he, he just kind of mouthed to me. He, he mouthed to me, went, is it about live? <laughs> and I was like, no, don't worry. I just, just, just I just wanted to get him off the hot seat for five yeah. minutes yeah. and ask him about like the best shot he'd ever hit. But it was interesting because he, he kind of he made the point like there's not much of an issue between players. Players decide to go. They go. They understand the ramifications. Go and play. They've joined a new tour. No problems. But I think the the, the animosity is building up where players have done that and knowing the ramifications, and then he's now coming back and then costing the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, their friends money and legal fees that comes directly out of the players' fund to battle back. So I think that's it's, it is uh, growing I was going to say, I saw on social media this morning, Ian Polt was playing the Czech, Czech Masters, and he's standing on that range, and I'm just thinking, that's like, that's got to be a little bit awkward there. I mean, if anybody probably wouldn't. He don't care, he, yeah, yeah we'd just do that, it'd be important, wouldn't it? Yeah, because if they've got to pay the, have they got to pay that fine every time they play? So they were given a fine, wasn't they? Mm. What was it, 100K? 100 grand, yeah. So has he got to pay 100K? Just for playing this event. Yeah, I'm not sure what the outcome is of that. Kind of, well, the live tour are paying the fine. Yeah, so they just pay, yeah, it's 100 grand. Would um, he be on appearance fees? Is he a big enough player? Yeah, to- uh, any of those guys in Europe will be getting an appearance fee. He wouldn't play in Europe if he wasn't mm. getting paid. But another thing That's that came weird, out with these legal cases, because with these legal cases going on, they're having to give a lot of documents to the courts and they're open. And I think I read that the, the, the sign on fees that these guys are getting at live your prize money that you win on the events comes out of that, doesn't it? So you don't... It's like a retainer. Yeah, so you don't get, you know, if Cameron Smith gets his 100 million, if he wins prize money on the trip, it comes out of his... The first 100 million comes out of his sign-on fee. Wow. So it's prize money. So it's just... uh, it. Blocks off. Yeah, they yeah. guarantee you 100, 100 million. So, think, so I mean, certainly that's what I read. I mean, I read a few things on on social, and I think you can't trust them. Where was that? Was that like the Sun or something? <laughs> Daily Man. Ma- Man Down Pub told me. Must be true. Man Down Pub. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was that. There was that little bit in the, on socials where Scotty walked across Cameron's line, and it <laughs> yeah. blew up a little bit, and it was like, he, yeah, that, that was funny. A, that's because they live, and he's disrespecting, and uh, yeah. evidently the reality of it is when they were back in, you know, the next hole, I think they were, they high five because. I think Cameron stiffed it, didn't he? Right. And then the, evidently the chat from inside the, the changing rooms was they had a good laugh when they got in and looked in social and saw that yeah. that thing had blown up. And Scott is just like absentmindedly, you know, because his game's not great. He's a bit in that zone, just accidentally walked across, across him lining up mm-hmm. and didn't think anything of it. But there were even like quotes that Cameron Smith was referring to him as a dickhead and stuff. In the, in, <laughs> really? And it just didn't say any of this. Yeah. So there's there's a load of stuff floating around on live that you actually, 
You know, fake news, fake news. <laughs> you just got to check, you got to fact check it. Fact yeah. check your live stuff. It's just a mess. It's yeah. just a mess. Like, It'll sort itself out. Check, check. Has to. So going back to it, like check a paying, whoever it is, the sponsor for the event, Ian Poulter to be there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then he's then paying a fine for actually being there. You know, it's like, and then now he's going to pay and earn prize money and then he's going to go back to live. It's just, it's a mess. Mm. It, was, it has to sort itself out eventually. Yeah, will it ever? Might be broken forever. Well, I think if Cameron Smith does go, that for me is going to be the first meaningful. Wasn't signing. there like a horrible moment where if he'd have won yesterday, he would have gone to world number one? Yeah. So he might have gone to world number one and then gone. That would have been all. Oh, I mean, it's bad enough anyway, but to do that as well. But he's going to be the first golfer who's got major under his belt. He's young. He's yeah. coming through, in, and he's Career actually. Ahead of him, yeah. I think he's he's quite popular. I think don't, don't meet many people who've got a negative mm. thing apart from the, the haircut stylists out there. But most people have got positive things to say about Cameron Smith. And he seems like a really nice guy. Great and, player. And just, you know, just wants to get on with it. And he's been pulled into this storm around all of this. And it, you've got to think he is going. You don't get this level of rumour. Yeah. And the fact that he just doesn't want to talk about it. No smoke without fire here, is it? Yeah, there? I think it's, it's, it's definitely going to happen. And I think for Liv, that for me is their first proper... Most of the other golfers who were high profile were sort of at the end of their career. This is somebody that was you know, had so much opportunity ahead of him in the PGA world and the majors. And, and he, he's going into it knowing that yeah. he might not be able to attend these. And that, I think if you want to find out some more stuff from the PGA tour side of it, there's a few podcasts rolling around and there's some new, some articles that Davis love has been very outspoken on, on these subjects because he's been on the players board and been on the tour for a long time. So if it's something you want to look into like go and, kind of looking like Davis Love and, and all the stuff. He, and he speaks very well about it, about what they're going through. And he was obviously very pro uh, PGA Tour. But yeah, it is, there are some interesting points, like it's, you know, about about the events and so forth. You know, like how he's been trying to talk Phil Mickelson out of going all year. And, you know, in, but, you know, he, but then he's like, well, you know, Phil's always gone for it. And, you know, Phil's won 80 times, I've won 40 times. So maybe he knows what he's talking about, that sort of stuff. But it is, it is interesting, like, you know, Yes, he spoke quite well of Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson's gone and he's not looked back. He's not trying to sue anybody. He's not trying to get back in. He's just like, I'm doing my thing. Which you can, can kind of get, can't you? But I don't know. There's something. It's one hand, it's exposing the PJ Tour. Is the PJ Tour a bit boring? And is live a little bit too not serious enough? As yeah. James says, it will sort itself out yeah. at some point. But if we're just going to uh, shift out this quite downtone live chat, as it's getting a bit boring. I've got Let's a question go for you guys. Oh. I've got a question for you guys. What was one set of golf clubs growing up that you didn't get that you would go back and buy now, like on eBay or something? So you didn't get? Yeah, like a, a set of clubs where you thought, oh, I really like those, but you never got them as a youngster. And they still sit with you today. MP33s. I think, yeah, so James is going to take a while because he's got to rattle through the 3,000 different sets and variations that you go just through. just put him into a major sort of head fuck. Trance. <laughs> he's just trance, yeah. what to do. He's got he's smoke <laughs> something. He doesn't know whether to get excited. He can't excited. get me left-handed, so he's got to think. Yeah. So Josh, you said MP33. MP33, yeah. Lovely Mizuno blade. Yeah, they're just a proper players club, and obviously uh, Nick Faldo had them and, right. and stuff like that. But I, at that time, I wasn't I don't strong think enough. He had the MP33s. Uh, it was TP9s. Not? It was TP9s, then he went TP11s, then he went TP9s. Sorry, TP11s. 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 Yeah. My bad. That was but, the one that Tiger had built, wasn't it? Zed? Yeah. They used that club, and then he, they Nike stamped it. My, my dad had some. I don't know. Tiger did. Tiger used an MP as well. I think he used MP14s when he won the, the Masters. 
He may be at some point during his amateur career, but when he won the Masters in 97, he had MP14. Mizuno Player Club, is that what that stands for? Or MP? Yeah, there are it? something like that, yeah. But um, yeah, that, 11s, that for me. TP11s. I had the burners, like the yeah. half set burners yeah. with a yeah. bubble shaft. I wasn't, oh, I, were, I weren't ready for, <laughs> but I was, I was young. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. 12, no, no, younger than that. Go on, no, was there a set that you wish you'd have had, you didn't have? I, you know, I've never really been a, a, a golf club perv type like you guys. I, I grew up playing with Ryder Mark IIs, which my dad gave me, and they were older than I was. And then when I got a new set, he was working at John Letters. So obviously I had to play with John Letters clubs. So he was CEO for John Letters for a few years. And so whatever clubs they were what was, churning what out. He used to sell John, John Letters. Letters. John yeah. Letters, yeah. John Letters sells and get in. Well, that was <laughs> the commission. Long time, so long t- a long, long time ago. Um, so they had they had a, a, a they had some lovely drivers called Trilogy ones, which I just used to spank. <laughs> I mean, they were they were appalling. I've still got them. I can still spank them. Probably sold them to you. So it just sounds um, like you just you were just happy. With but no, I, what I will say is, I think a lot of my friends who were into it were, were playing with. Is it Ping? What were the Ping clubs yeah, back ping then? Ping Eyes. Ping Eye Two. Ping Eye Then Ping Eye Two. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Ping Eye. I'm old. So I think yeah. it was Ping Eyes. That was an era, yeah. Ping Zings. And they were, they were using them and, and they were going, everyone was going on about them. And I, there was a little bit of jealousy because I was playing with these little Ryder Mark IIs, which were pretty old. Blades, like proper blades. James? I had two sets. Um, two sets <laughs> that you wish you had that you didn't have. Yeah, Callaway X12 Pros. Right. Didn't make them in left hand. They were a Livid. joke. Livid. And Titleist 990 DCIs. It's what Sergio kind of came into the scene with. They had two lots, didn't they? Well, and because David Deval, he had like the early DCIs, yeah, which so, were a big cavity. Yeah, no, the DCI 990 was a that was like a proper players club. Mm. It'd probably be something like a CB now. They've kind yeah. of, but it, they didn't do that uh, back in the day in left hand. They then did one afterwards called a 962, which was available in left hand. Yeah, the 962, yeah. 962Bs. Yeah, yeah. But the 990s were the club that Sergio. You remember when Sergio came onto the scene as amateur and he finished fourth, I think, when Tiger mm. won the Masters. They were just a joke. Yeah, the USPGA from, from behind USPGA, the tree. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were they were they were really nice. But um, yeah, and the X12 Pros were a, you'd know been a staff player. They yeah. used to have the black back, didn't they? Instead of the blue back. That's right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I would obviously if I've, I saw you having back in the day, and they were so high profile, you couldn't even get them as a right hander, let alone a left hander. Black legacies were filth. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the X12s being black backed. All the, yeah, all, the, pro all, all the pro version, but pro series were oh, black backs. And the, you're, not, okay. you're not going to argue with James about some of yeah. No, no, I'm not, not questioning it. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. it's, he's wrong and saying like, I, don't, I don't remember them. I had the blue ones and then went to the black ones. Yeah. What, what yeah. kind of magazines did your mum used to find under your bed? Uh, <laughs> a sticky Just golf that. monthly. With <laughs> uh, the golf monthly, has got too much non-golf equipment stuff yeah, in yeah, it. The, the full advert like, page. Just probably like yeah. the Titleist catalogue or something. I think it's probably... Load, load of county golf catalogues and a Kelly Brook calendar, I think. Oh, nice shout. Kelly Brook using a set of Ping I2s. What about you, Zed? What, what was under his bed? Yeah. <laughs> None of you going to say 731PMs because they were only made in left hand. No, Matty B, my friend in left hand, he had a set of those. They were really, really nice. Sick. Combo yeah. set. I had he's a probably, set of them. He probably still got Oh, you've had, you've had them already, no problems. Uh, my set probably would be Mizuno TP19s yeah. and a Faldo set. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is that because Faldo played with them though? Because you've got a big thing for Faldo. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that. Or the or the Ping I2's beryllium copper. Oh. But to have one right through to Lobwedge. Yeah. Like one nine, two iron. Robin uh, Gold's all the way got through. There, hasn't he? Yeah. The Lobwedge yeah. the Lobwedge is filth in those. Yeah, which were pretty good. And then keeping uh, uh, in the old school theme, just because there hasn't really been any I think there's been any new school golf films. What's everyone's favourite golf film, Josh? Tin Cup. 
Well, I was going to say Tin Cup. I mean, happy, you can have Happy Gilmore, you know, for like chilling, but Tin Cup was the one that I really enjoyed. It's Caddyshack. 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 And you'd be Caddyshack. Cinderella story. Straight out of nowhere, I guess. They're so good, aren't they? And there's not very many gold films, are there? Mine is a film called Dead Solid Perfect. Which, if you can, if you can find it on YouTube, it's just there's some absolute gold in it. There's like, it's about like a failed, uh, a journeyman pro, and there's like uh, one of his mates who's a bit obnoxious is actually a good player, a bit of a Davis Sims, in Tin Cup, and his other mate dismisses every cut. And so they sit in the players' lounge afterwards, and they, and they're like, his mate comes in, I wouldn't shoot seventy four, he's all down, depressed, which is literally what happened on, uh, you know, when you sit in a players' lounge at a golf event. And he's like, I had a putt on the ninth hole, my 18th hole to, to make the cut. And I looked down, it was like a four-foot putt. And I thought to myself, why did I wear these shoes today? <laughs> and he's just like, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then there's another scene. He's got this, like, he's got this, this black guy caddying for him. And he's like, uh, he's stooping down to read the putt. And it's, you know, let's say it's like this, uh, the colonial. And, then, and he's like looking down the putt. And he's like, and they're both souping down and it looks like, you know, they're like figuring out it's a left or right putt. And he's like, you look at what I'm looking at. And there's like two women in the crowd, you know, with their cleavage out right online with where they're looking. He goes, yeah, I'm looking at that as well. <laughs> you just think it's so funny, like what would actually go in uh, on it. But I think it's only on YouTube somewhere. It was like a, a, a VHS number. It's kind of showing, showing some age there. So give us the name again. Dead Solid Perfect. Dead Solid Perfect. It's on, it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll try and link it like on, on our Twitter or something like that. Put it in the bio. Watch, yeah, yeah, we yeah. should do it. Also, maybe, yeah. maybe a picture of uh, of the caddy from um, what do you think Will looks like. <laughs> yeah, the young lad from Happy Gilmore. Is, has he got a name, that caddy? Come on, uh, James, yes, you must know yeah. that. Uh, has he got a name or not? He, he doesn't, does he? No, I'm is pretty he? sure he has. I just remember Happy well, Gilmore. Maybe, maybe just... our listeners, the first listener to give us the name, wins a, wins a bear tiger hat. Nice, I like that. Yeah, I, that's good. I and just, where, they, uh, where, can they, uh, where can they contact us? Well, uh, info at beartiger.io. Oh, there we go. Or on the Twitter. So email or a Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think as a as another point as well this week, we'd somewhat um, have seen that our our friends from across the pond at Good Good had had, uh, had come over to the UK in and around the Open and uh, had got amongst it playing some golf over Say here. Say friends. Do we know? Well, the, friends, because we, we watch. Well, them. you watch them. You're yeah. one of the two point one million that watch their latest video. Everyone's a friend until they're an enemy, right? We are obviously heading over to Vegas in October to to get part into part of a launch, which Zane's really really happy about. But we were openly wanting to see. Bearing in mind, I'm happy about a, the launch. Just Vegas is just not my, my not my thing. But bearing in mind, we've got our two ultimate pros here, Nigel. Our two elite scramblers ready and uh, uh, ready I and rocks. Yeah, yeah. I think we should see if we can get the good good guys. Uh, I think it's Grant and Garrett. They're, they're good. I mean, they do a lot of scrambles, three yeah. three people scrambles. And they're, they're well, if not, I've had a shoulder up, I'll jump I in think if handica- needed. I looked up their handicap. Can't I got, carry the bags. Yeah. I got sucked into good, good <laughs> I'll last, caddy for Zane again, night, give him some numbers. But yeah, Josh and Zane versus Grant and Garrett, good, good. I think that would be a, some some event. We'll put I it on. I think you'd win. Because uh, I, I, I got sucked into them last night watching one of their, one of their videos, their recent ones, three that. and a bit hours long. The UK round or something, UK yeah, major, the major. and they had another one with Rick Shields where they were doing a knockout game. Um, but I got into their scramble games are quite good. Anyway, I think I look. I said I wonder how good these guys are because it's not that easy to tell. And I think people are guessing their handicaps are like minus a couple of them. The ones you said, Grant and plus handicap. He's going to yeah, court plus, ferry. plus uh, one, plus two. So, yeah, one lad's going to court. Oh, is ferry. he? Yeah, nice, yeah. yeah. So it'd be a great game. So it must so, be better than that then. Well, well, also, what we really need to, to know is how do their shot traces? 
they have the, they are able to like move their the camera, camera moves but and the, the shot chaser stays, it stays exactly. on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really exactly. good. They can, yeah, right, so give us some insights forget, on shot chaser. Forget about how they just rip it down there. They just yeah. like they just smash their shot tracers. So if really you could well. do a if you could give us a two on two scramble and a an open forum to shot tracer James about how you uh, draw draws and fades, that'd be yeah. sick. I'm, one of them, I'm one of them, it. they reckon's off about twelve, which is perfect for me. Yeah. Oh, but he'd be, but he'd be ideal you could for a challenge. Like, you could have like, yeah, exactly. Like we could have like a transfusion in a hole, and the two last the longest. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Other than that, I'm well practiced. Other than that, we've had a pretty nice. good week. That's what everyone wants to see. Zed, uh, just slightly. Um, anyone got any heads gone? No, I'm actually having no, a good week. No heads gone, but I think we sh- two things for me. You had a head gone, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did have a heads gone. Yeah. Don't tell me to draw it or fade it. Just tell me where it's going. <laughs> the uh, tiger. The rise and fall, it's called. But you're yeah, right, okay. it's called Tiger, and then in the description, it's rise and fall. Rise and fall okay. not so we're both those. right. Right. So Mutual, that. Virtual fist bump. Both yeah. right and wrong. Yeah. And then you I get, think you we get, should you say... You get left hanging virtually. Yeah. We should say, and we shouldn't leave out, which I completely forgot, is that well done to the 25 players that got their PJ Tour card from the Conferry. Yeah, especially true, yeah. Ben Taylor. Massive. Ben Taylor, good mate of mine. Did he? Yeah, he got his... Got his he card. finished he second in this week's event. Amazing. Jumped up. Had a big nine under round and then end up finishing second and it pushed him up into the spot. So I think he was right on the brink when he's just inside, but obviously the higher you finish, the yeah, more yeah. adventure you get. He ninth, finished ninth in the yeah, end. Yeah, So yeah. well done to him, man. Some minerals. I read a stat about him, actually. He's the only player to play for, because the collegiate system, you can get promoted to better colleges as you get spotted. But he's the only player to win the League 2 and League 1 NCAA golf yeah. with, uh, with two different schools. There you go. Nice. Yeah, brilliant. All right, uh, we've been going for a while now. Yeah, I guess we've got um, we're going to Old Head for my 40th birthday, which James has uh, very nicely organised. So we Tour have director. a little bit of uh, TD, yeah. So a bit of chat on that. I've never been there. What else do we need? That's, you know, that's pretty much that's it. You know where to grab us, yeah. Like that's, us, subscribe that's, uh, us. Yeah, he's like, subscribe. Where do we go? Well, beartiger.io is the website. You can get us at Linktree Bear Tiger Club. And then all of the social handles of Bear Tiger Club. So, yeah. And then next week, next week embarks Saturday Swing School. The boys are uh, cracking on for the community, which is good. We've got loads of stuff coming up. Yeah, some some interesting guests coming on the podcast very soon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, stay tuned. And maybe we could have a little section of like Nigel's favourite wine each week. Favourite wine? Yeah. I'm not drinking anymore. Are you not drinking? I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, this, oh, uh, maybe, this is another pod. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Lovely chatting to you guys and then we'll pick that one up <laughs> next week. All the best. I'm sure they'll be Cheers, tuning boys. in for that.